0: Hey guys, it's Brayden Kerr here, and I'm glad you're listening to Looking Back, Journeys from Meeting to Marriage Again. So to start off, I'd love to just ask you guys again that if you're really enjoying this, to go ahead and let some other people know about it. Um, I've heard some awesome reviews from people who have reached out to me, and I know that these stories are really touching people, and I'd love to be able to see it touch some more people and uh, really spread some joy right now in the world so if you're loving these please let other people know about it so that they can they can feel the same way. And in addition to that, I love hearing from my listeners and so if you wanna reach out to me and let me know how you like it or if you know somebody who would be great to be interviewed for this podcast, go ahead and shoot me an email at the looking back podcast at gmail.com And that's in the summary of my podcast, so you can look that up there. And even if you listen to me through Anchor, you can leave me a voice recording so I get to hear your voice. Um, So that would be awesome if you guys want to do that too. love hearing from you. So this week's episode is going to be super exciting, and it's going to be pretty unique from a lot of my other episodes for a few reasons. First off, um, Stefan and Annie are from Germany and so it was pretty cool to do an interview over Zoom with a couple on the other side of the world. So that was really exciting and shout out to my friend Traden who introduced me to them and helped me get that all set up. And in addition to that their story of how they met and fell in love is actually intertwined with their conversion story to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So not only is it just how they found each other and ended up getting married, but it's also how they came unto Christ and were able to get converted to his gospel. So it's a super inspiring, uplifting story and I hope you guys love it. Um,
1: We're the first couple from Germany in your project. And, um, so I'd say, um, we're both from Hamburg, at least from the area around Hamburg Hamburg. and
2: I'm 45
1: and I'm 39 years old. Our children are 13 years old and that is biologically they're my children and, uh, Spiritually they are all children. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh that's awesome. <laughs> so I guess how how did it all start? Where did you first meet each other?
2: Ooh. <laughs> we meet in a, we, we met in a in a cocktail bar um downtown. Um there was a birthday party from kind of a friend of us. But we never met before uh and uh
1: well you didn't
2: i i didn't yeah i, I knew him just online and uh but he invited me and i thought yeah, well i give it a try and
1: uh yeah it was a bit more difficult for me since um i had been a single mom for about half a year by then and uh the girls the twins we're only three years old, and um, I had a babysitter that night, and it was my fa- first babysitter night out. I was like, you know, I don't really want to go. I don't even really know that guy. I have no idea why he invited me to that party. And I don't feel like it, and everything. And the babysitter said, "You know, I'm here for a purpose, and you'll go now." <laughs> and uh, uh, I was. must add that the weather was it was oh. bad. It was, it was
2: February. The, the of beginning, February. the
1: beginning of February 2010, and there was not only snow in, in Hamburg, which hardly ever ever happens but it was also very icy. So we had really thick ice everywhere on the streets and you could literally just slide through the city. And, uh, well, I tried on high heels. (laughs) 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 So all the, all dressed up on high heels. I started my way with the subway throughout the city and, uh, I arrived in that cocktail bar, and the party was going on already, and that birthday guy was involved with some young lady and not interested in anyone else. <laughs> it was, well, a bit weird, really.
2: Yeah, you seemed, seemed a bit lost, and I looked at her when, well, uh, when she was standing there, and I thought, well, she's pretty. I have to talk to her, so I did. And, which was uh,
1: good i guess cuz otherwise i just turn on my heels and walk out again
2: <laughs> yep so at that time i was not active in the church for oh several years um i okay. became inactive with 16 and oh uh,
1: i was, was about.
2: 34 i was right like, Thirty-four. 30, yeah, 34. My, the 35th birthday our, was our first birthday together. Yeah, 34, I was so quite a while inactive. And so I had a beer in my hand and a cigarette in the other one. <laughs> and uh,
1: Which was no problem to me, apparently, because I had not heard of the church in any way throughout my life until that very night. Because I was one of the first things he told me about that he was a Mormon, and I was <laughs> I was I, stunned. I really I really didn't know much about Mormons except for those are the guys who don't drink beer and do not smoke cigarettes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he was standing there with the beer and the cigarette.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. Then- i I think I told her something about I'm not living like the way, but that were my roots so i I don't know why I wanted to tell it her in the first night, but it, it seems like I had to, and so we were talking all night and um at some point we found out that um I had a breakup with my ex girlfriend two weeks before and was living. at a a place, uh, a friend's apartment, yeah, right. And uh, that was 50 meters from her apartment away. Oh, wow,
0: that's crazy.
1: Oh, we both met at the other end of town. So (laughs) finding out we live just right across the street.
2: (laughs) There are bigger towns than Hamburg in the world, but 2 million, um that's not so small so it was quite a chance that we met there
0: yeah that's insane in that giant place you happen to live right next to each other
1: yeah yep yeah and so yeah he he brought me home gentleman like just right up to the door because you know I, i wouldn't allow anything else first thing was I was fine being a single mom. I could do everything. I, you know, my life was perfect as it was. I was happy, uh, more happy than ever in the last couple of years after I had split up with my first husband. I had tried and tried and tried to uh, keep up with him, to save that marriage and it was just no worth because he didn't want to and so um when I finally um, made the decision it was one of the best of my life and I just felt so good without a man in my life (laughs) so (laughs) and and of course the other point was there was a babysitter inside my apartment and my three-year-old daughter so no way. And he, so he brought me to the door, we said goodbye, and I thought that was it until
2: an hour later. An hour
1: later.
0: <laughs> we, 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 we We
1: found ourselves Skyping with each other.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. You didn't wait around.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And from that day on, we, we, I think we, we called each other almost every day, right? Yeah. And um of course after a few days he started visiting um whenever the the kids were gone um with or sleeping or w- with their grandparents or sleeping or whatever and um so... But I didn't want a relationship. No.
2: No, ne- neither me. No. You know.
1: And Just... I mean he didn't he didn't need a single mom of two toddlers in his life. Being a single and happy, obviously, no, no way. I I I didn't want to, I I didn't even want to try only to find out a few weeks later that it doesn't work because I have kids and he doesn't. No, thank you.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that sounds, it was a little tricky situation, but it sounds like you had almost like an instant connection with each other. Absolutely.
2: To to be honest, it was love on first sight.
1: Love at first sight, but But, yes it was Yep,
2: whatever. Um and We we just didn't didn't want that. That was the point. But uh after a while we found out there there's no chance. So
1: I I I I try to so after after we kind of admitted that it's becoming some kind of a relationship i tried to break up with him three times three times (laughs) (laughs) and often of course in the middle of the night because the nights were all we had Um, he had found a new apartment outside of hamburg and um, none of us had a car so what we basically did was skyping every night and i told him to you know not let that go any further because it's not worth it it's not worth all the heartbreaking and stuff and and
2: whenever she did that it was like 2 a.m or something and i said all right i'll be there in a couple of hours and then you say face to face and then then i'll let you go (laughs) and uh In the middle of the night somewhere outside the town without a car i needed about two and a half hours to her apartment from mine via bus and um but i did that i didn't care of the long way and uh, when i was standing in front of her and said all right do it she couldn't
1: oh i couldn't wow So so
0: you you would really come two and a half hours in the middle of the night yeah. To visit her. Absolutely. But then, I, Annie, you couldn't, you couldn't break it face to face. No. No, in the end. At one
2: time, she, she said she didn't want to, to bind me in, in, in a way. And I thought, well, let that be my decision. And uh, then she did. So.
1: Yeah. And so after I finally gave in, we decided we should also let the kids know.
0: So how long how long had you been talking um, like that?
1: Three months. Three months, yeah. Okay. And then, and then we decided to to let the kids know, because to me it was absolutely clear that if the kids couldn't cope with him, he was gone.
0: Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Well, yeah. the no door problem.
1: opened and the girls were like, "Oh." All chitty and chatty and so nice and cute and they were it was so aww. cute. I adored
2: them from the first second.
1: Heart heartbreaking. It was just all oh, beautiful. The three of them. And they went outside to the playground. So we lived like in a
2: uh, a big block.
1: In a big block of houses, and in the middle there was a playground. So I could watch them from the apartment through the windows while okay. I was and so I made dinner and uh, the three of them were playing outside and it was also- So when
0: you say the three of them, it was your two daughters and Stefan. Yeah, it
1: was just, just it was adorable. It was so natural, the the bonding between the three of them from the first moment on. And well, I knew that was it. And I knew I, I wouldn't be single anymore. And so, <laughs> um, yeah. I finally took the chance a few weeks later, um, when the girls went to their father for the first time uh, for a whole weekend. I took the chance and visited him in his new apartment outside Hamburg. And uh, we
2: wanted to to roller skate. Roller skate, yeah, inline oh, yeah. skates. Yeah. She she couldn't do it, and I years ago some years ago I, I was a stunt driver so sure i could tell sh- her and teach her uh yeah
1: it took us about 50 meters
2: yeah and maybe maybe minutes. maybe
1: 40 meters 5 minutes for me <laughs> to have a triple broken tailbone
0: no that oh yeah
1: five, oh. i fell down yeah, yeah. so i fell on the on the curve with my backside and instead of holding me he fell upon me
2: yeah (laughs) I couldn't release her and it's a bad idea to to hold someone tight when he has just some rollerblades under his feet so
1: yeah and so there was some awkward crunchy noise and the
2: and and yelling, I never forget. I really, I just hear it in my ears.
1: Yeah, and the stupid thing is, nobody needs the tailbone, but as it's part of the backbone, at the point when it's broken, you really need to do one thing, and that is lie.
2: Don't move.
1: On your belly for weeks. So
2: so, <laughs> we, we have a good social and health system, care system in Germany, but even that has um, limits. See? Limits, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So
2: they they give you a per they give you money for for a person that takes care of of your needs
1: of your household and shopping uh, stuff and everything and, and kids
2: and everything. But the maximum is eight hours
0: per day.
1: Cannot, yeah. And if you if you have toddlers, eight hours not much,
0: you know. Yeah, definitely. You need, need twenty four seven. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so, at that time, I worked for a Russian company, and they they tick a little different in their head. So working can be very tricky and hard for them, but family is very important. And at the morning, the the morning after the weekend, I came to my uh, to my office and my. Um, my boss looked at me and said, what's wrong? And I told him the story and said, well, and she's lying there and we don't know how to go on. I talked to, to him and said, all right, let's make a deal. I, I take some days off but um, on, on paper, but I do a short work, six hours per day. Everything will be done in that time when I usually do eight hours per day, but then I have enough time to come home And uh, go to work and uh, within eight hours. hours, So, the eight hours part when we have help or when she had help, and the rest I could take over. And usually, when you wanted to have off time, it needed several days till you get a permission, sometimes weeks. That took 10 minutes. Everything was signed from the big boss, and they said, All right, you're on short work now. until everything is done
0: wow that's really nice that they let you do that yeah, yeah. absolutely
1: and it was very nice that he did that so he moved oh, in it was all right about three and a half months after we met for the first time he moved in and never moved out again yeah.
2: <laughs> to be honest, the plan was just that i sometimes go home and take some uh, clothes and i when she when she's healthy enough, I have my own apartment again, but uh, that never happened.
1: <laughs> no. Actually, <laughs> actually, that summer, um, after my, my rehabilitation, I, um, we, we found a bigger apartment close to your small apartment mm-hmm. in, the, in, in the area of Hamburg um outside in a in a small village with a lot of green and everything which we thought was beautiful for the kids a lot better than the inner city of hamburg and so we officially moved together yeah and that must have been about the point um when everything started when your mother um gave your new data, your, yeah. your new address and everything um, to the ward of Pinneberg. Yeah,
2: my, my mother was at that time was a secretary for, for ward in Hanover and uh, thought, all right, as a secretary, I always want to have everything in order. And I'm pretty sure the ward where my son lives wants the same. So I give, the, uh, I gave, I give them the new address that just that everything is settled and um
1: she she had never never given up on him no <laughs> she, and, he he's the youngest or he was the youngest of of her four sons and she she never gave up on him
2: yeah and so i came on the ward list of pinneberg and in that ward was a, a ward mission leader um who was not ex-missionary when i was a young man and who later moved to our town and a baby when i was a young man i babysitted his girls and everything so we were pretty good connected but i never haven't met him for more than 20 years and uh, he saw the name on the list and that thought um stefan stefan metzig i know that name and uh, so he took his uh, home teaching companion and said all right we will visit them
1: yeah it still it still took them a couple of months so until i think march or something of 2011 and um but we we had been talking about the church time and again i mean um you know like at our first night together this subject turned up pretty, pretty often. Mm -hmm. I was intrigued and I was um, interested and I wanted to know a lot because I had been searching for a church for me and later also for my kids since my youth. (coughs) Um, Having been born and raised an atheist, like it's normal in northern Germany um I never believed that there was nothing that had created us that there was you know nothing but coincidence in this life that was just not plausible to me so you
0: always kind of had like this inner faith that there's something
1: and I and I wanted to find a match that that went with with that kind of strange inner faith that I had with the doubts of not believing, you know? Yeah. And and I never, I I had never found it. Um, Church in Germany usually is pretty dry, I must say. So it's very organized. And as you go there on Sundays, you just sit in these, cold wooden benches and you always sing the same songs and you say the same prayers and you almost hear the same sermons and um and then you know people go off and that's it. And okay. I I was searching for something you could actually feel that that felt like church and that felt like part of my life and not just something you ought to do on Sundays you know yeah yeah what he told me about his church uh, sounded pretty pretty much like that to me um with all the families gathering and um and the sacrament being taken every Sunday and not just once a year and uh and with all the, the people actually working in the church, not only the people who had studied theology or anything, um, but, but everyone who could you know, be involved in, in the work and work together with each other, but also um, care for each other. And um, that was the kind of network um, I wanted for my life. Um, but still, I felt he wasn't ready. You know, he had made that decision against the church in his life about 20 years ago. And I didn't want to be the one who um, questioned that decision, especially not with our relationship still so young and fragile.
2: Yeah, and so at that time, that friend f- friend popped up. I think it was April or May. March,
1: May-ish? I think it was March.
2: March? Yeah. All right, it was already March. Um, it's still March, uh, 2011. And um, yeah, I I remember we came home and had that uh, message on the answering machine that um, they will come to visit us at an hour later or something. And we thought, okay, great. And I was excited, totally. So what we later heard from the wife of his uh, home teaching companion is that the the Lars the home teaching companion thought why on earth should i spend my time visiting someone who haven't opened up his door for more than 20 years so what uh, but what happened was they came and we invited them and i was totally excited because i saw an old friend again i haven't seen for more than 20 years so that was great and um, we had a nice evening uh, with a lot of chatting and laughing and um, for sure they invited us for church and uh, said all right when you don't have a car and uh, don't know how to get to church then uh, we organize that th- someone will pick you up and we thank them and all right we will think about that you know
1: yeah but, uh, they repeated their offer as they visited us i think every other week mm-hmm. so they just persisted to be part of our lives now and uh, <laughs> And they, they, you know, of course, we talked a lot about the church, and of course, I could ask all my questions, mm-hmm. and um, and and they gave me a Book of Mormon, or uh, no, the the wife of Loss mm-hmm. so, later yeah. later gave me a Book of Mormon, and um, and I knew it was true the second she gave it to me, so I got the book from her, she she had it in her car, she had it prepared with scriptures in it and stuff, and um, and she gave it to me um, as a friend and said, I, I have something for you, you might want to read it, and it felt like she gave me a dictionary, you know, something that con- contains truth, and there, there can't be any doubt about it. It's, it was like a, his, a history book, maybe one one of those you get in school, and you just know that there is a truth in it, and you should read it because it will enhance your your vision from of life and and um, yeah of history and everything. And uh, so and and but but the thing was. That also the girls got interested, and when they finally asked the question, "Can we go to church tomorrow like uh, like las and um, Klaus. Klaus said, and that was the moment we actually made the decision. And then we called Lars and said, "You know what? We'll, we'll we'll give it a try." And he said, "Okay, I'm gonna pick you up tomorrow."
0: So, so what this, month was this? How long had they been visiting was, you before you decided month, to go? This was May,
1: May, May 2011.
0: Okay. So, so it had been in, about two or three months?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So in May 2011, um, I entered uh, a church building of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for the first time. And um, I've not missed a month since that. Yeah. And then, so um, the first time was so warm and welcoming. And all the people there were greeting us and were happy to have us. And, you know, there was chatting um, in the hallway and there was uh, petting the kids on the heads and everything, you know, everything that happens when you have like a family gathering. And still, it was church. Still, yeah. you you entered the chapel, and you felt this was church.
2: And the behavior of the kids was like it was absolutely normal for them. It was like it was always have it has always been part of their life. So
1: they uh, were totally calm throughout sacrament meeting, more than any other kid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And after the sacrament meeting, the, the primary leader came to us and asked for the names and if they want to come with, that, with her to, to the church, to, to the class. And they said, all right, bye, mom.
0: <laughs> bye, mom. Wow, brave little girls. Oh, I yep, never, they I, were
2: four, you know, four
1: honestly, of eight. <laughs> honestly, I never, never, ever entered primary until I got called to primary years later. <laughs> <laughs> they went there all on their own from the first Sunday on.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So from that moment on we we have been to church every other week 'cause um The every,
1: kids liked it so much.
2: The the kids liked <laughs> it so much and every other week the kids at that time the kids were with their father. father. So um
1: And those other weeks we didn't go.
2: <laughs> no. So it was you know, we just went there for the kids. Yeah. You know? sure. <laughs> yeah. But then came that moment. It was a Saturday evening when, when we were talking. And I think you did, did you ask me or did I ask no, I or, you? No, I asked you. You asked me. It
1: was, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. But I finally asked him, honey.
2: Um, how about going to church? How tomorrow?
1: about going to church tomorrow?
2: It was a weekend without the kids. So yeah. it was just for us. <laughs>
1: and that was, that was I, I knew that was the first step. You know, it wasn't yeah. to be like, you know, that's what we'll just do now. Uh, go go to this church every Sunday and that's it. I knew that that was just the first step of climbing a long ladder. And uh, but, but I
2: gave it. I said, yeah, sure. But we did we did
1: and um
2: from that moment we really never missed a month
1: no we i i think i have not missed a single sunday ever since yeah apart, you, you apart have, from vacations you, you you were sick a few a few times but yeah, i have yeah few times
0: yeah i guess wow yeah. that's incredible just... and
1: the the thing was um you maybe remember uh the beer and the cigarette and stuff, and we also drank coffee, of course. Um, but we we stopped, we just stopped doing that. Yeah. Um,
2: alcohol wasn't even a problem because we we had health issues, so um, connected with that, so alcohol wasn't a big problem.
1: No, we're we're both suffering from migraine, so it's never never a good idea to connect a migraine patient with a lot of alcohol and um and coffee also we found substitutes you know there are substitutes without caffeine and that was okay the only issue was the smoking i smoke about
2: 40 cigarettes a day so
1: a lot wow a lot a lot
2: (laughs) i started smoking with 15 so um I smoked a long time for in my life.
1: Um, And um, in July, I think, when Mm -hmm. um, uh, Fast Sunday was coming up, Mm -hmm. I I kept thinking about that. Because I had experienced um, Fast Sunday in June, and I loved it. Oh, it was even better than anything else. It was just these very short but very strong testimonies of the other ward members. And I wanted to feel that. I I knew by then that I had felt the Holy Ghost, but I wanted to feel it the real way, you know? I wanted to fast and I wanted to feel it this, this whole holy way. And I just wanted to to take part in, in the fast and testimony meeting um, by fasting and by giving testimony and everything. So, and i knew it was would be harder for me to not eat and drink because i didn't smoke
2: yeah smoking smuggles. so m- nicotine is a is a poison
1: i mean it numbs your feelings it numbs your feelings, yeah, it numbs your and feelings. It also numbs the hunger you might feel yeah and okay. i thought that was unfair You know, we would both be fasting, but he'd still be smoking. (laughs) You know, I suffer and he just would sit outside and, well, maybe smoke 45 cigarettes a
2: day. On Friday evening, she asked me if she wanted to, to fast that Sunday or that weekend. And I said, yeah, sure. And then she asked me, will you fast also from cigarettes? You know, my, I'm, I'm, I'm never short on words. Never, never, ever. You know, it's even my job now to, to talk a lot. But
1: <laughs> that's true.
2: I was short on words in that moment. So it took <laughs> me a while, um, about one or two hours to answer that. And I said, all right. So, and since it's easier not to start smoking in the morning after you got up, after a long period of sleeping, I literally stopped smoking on that Friday night. So I had the last cigarette that night and then started fasting. And after that fasting, I never smoked a cigarette again.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. Was
0: that not hard? It was.
2: It was kind of, but also not because yeah that that's one of the miracles in, in that that big testimony of ours um, i I had the spirit on my side, and you know it always has to be a decision of your heart to to smoke to to stop an addiction but um it helps to have the spirit on your side it have helps to have faith and he had
1: he had tried to give up that habit several times. Several times before and it never worked out. But this time he had the help of the Holy Ghost. And that yeah. was it. So whenever missionaries ask us, Oh, we have this investigator and he or she has issues with smoking and stuff, can you help us? And we're no, sorry, we can't <laughs> <laughs> He just stopped smoking from one day to the other. And that's wow, that's just, incredible. And you can help anyone with. That's just... Yeah,
2: it, it, in, in the end, it's a decision you have to make. And you have to make it with your whole heart. And then you can do that. So that's the only thing I can tell others by stopping an addiction. But um, w- when you come to that point, you find out by yourself. So.
0: Wow. So, so but, at this point, Annie, you still weren't a member of the church, right? Oh. No, 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 she she
1: was, was not. No, he he still was.
2: I was when I became inactive. I was a, a teacher in the ironic priesthood, and still that that was my my point in the in the um, church. Yeah. So, but at that time we we went to the to the sacrament meetings again every Sunday, and um, yeah, another Sunday I think short after that that fasting yeah sunday she she sometime l- in summer yeah she she looked in the church we were preparing um the the lunch after sacrament meetings and um i that she, was, she she took a deep breath
1: that was the hardest part yeah i knew we had taken a few steps before but that was the hardest part and then, then that was
2: we, we were she even didn't look at me but she said, Stefan, what would happen to our relationship if I wanted to become a member of the church? And I nearly fell on my knees. <laughs> uh, exactly for three days, I was thinking about the exact that issue. What would happen to us if I want to be part of the church again?
1: Yeah and since he still was a member he said we need to talk to the bishop cuz we were living together we were raising children together and we were not married and there you was no wasn't
2: divorced no
1: i wasn't even divorced there was oh wow. no, no divorce in sight because my first husband just tried everything to prolong the whole process he didn't want to be divorced it wasn't I think he didn't he didn't even love me anymore he just wanted to hurt me and he just wanted to annoy me and he didn't he he didn't want want to to be divorced and therefore we had no idea when we would be able to marry we knew we wanted to marry but uh there was no n- nothing in sight
2: <laughs> so next sunday we went in the in the morning right at first we went to the to the bishop and has said all right we have to talk to you and uh, he said all right after sacrament meeting while sunday school time we can talk and so we came into his office and talked and talked and talked and uh, then we had priesthood meeting and after that we talked then we had a member members baptism and after that we talked and he gave us both a big blessing and um he said, all right, you're allowed to, to stay together because the kids experienced a divorce before or a breaking up.
1: Yeah.
2: And at that time, they were four. So if I would have moved into the office or into another flat, it would have been exactly the same they experienced two years before. And that would have
1: crushed them. Yeah, broken their broken their hearts hearts.
2: and we said bishop that is our biggest concern and all that we we how do we do that without doing harm to the to the children and um yeah he prayed about that and we we had a long long chat and then he said all right you're allowed to stay together um but um you read every day in the Book of Mormon. You study the Book of Mormon every day, you pray together, you report to me every Sunday, and um, I don't care if you're sick, if you're on holidays, or if, if your head is broken, I don't care, you report to me in any way so that I always know um, what happens. and um, I will hold you back, everything will be fine, and um, yeah so we did
1: yeah the the question he asked was, "How strong are oh, yeah. you because he knew there would be opposition mm-hmm. um and not only within the ward from members who maybe couldn't understand the situation, but also um you know from
2: from the other uh, side. a lot
1: of uh, from a, from the other side from Someone with more power, we could maybe imagine. And we said we're strong enough. We're we're going to do this. We want this. And we've, you know, we've gone through the smoking thing, and we've had quarrels with my family already about the whole thing. And you know, we've been through thick and thin till then, and we would still be be able to do this. From now on yeah. with a purpose and
2: uh, so we did
1: we did we we had our experiences with the adversary <laughs> yeah I mean remember um, general conference
2: general conference October 2011 or oh, what a weekend. My, my
1: first general conference as you might remember that um, I first went to church in May yeah uh that general conference in october 2011 was my first general conference and i loved it we were up all night because the last sessions are at two o'clock a.m at night you
0: know oh wow that's true
1: (laughs) and uh so we watched it all we binge watched general conference (laughs) (laughs) and uh Yeah, well, the bishop had told us to read in the Book of Mormon every day, and we did. Promise, we did. Even if it was just for one verse, we did. Um, I must say that I uh, worked in a bakery back then, so I had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, so our timetables were basically shifting. So my my day was from 3 o'clock in the morning to maybe seven or eight o'clock at night because i was just done when the kids were in bed i was in bed and he woke up at maybe seven Mm -hmm. and stayed up till late at night and um but we still did the studying together for except for this one day um saturday of general conference sunday
2: morning four o'clock so when the, when the afternoon, no, yeah, the afternoon session yeah. is, uh, the, the Saturday afternoon session ended. It was four o'clock Sunday morning here in Germany. And so we thought, all right, we're so exhausted and we are so full of spirit. We had the words of the prophet and all weekend or all day, all night. So just let's say a prayer and sleep. That was the worst decision we could do. Not to, 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 to say a prayer, but not to study. No. We, we have a covenant with the Lord. Study every day. We did not, and the next 24 hours were the worst of our life.
1: Well, it maybe not, 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 really, that, not that but bad, but at they, that time it felt were, so. They were bad. It good was, thing was so hard. Good thing was uh, the very next day was a Sunday and we could watch General Conference at the church building and we could meet up with the bishop. We, we had
2: to report any anyway, <laughs> and so we met him and said, all right, that's the point right now.
1: This and is we what feel, happened. and he We just, feel
2: so bad. It, nothing happened between us, but no. it was so hard to not even kiss or anything you know not just
1: not even touch, not even just, touch oh anything man. you know so so hard
2: <laughs> yeah it was really 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 so, hard
1: Um, yeah he just smiled at us and said you know what you'll just study in the book of mormon together twice a day from now on <laughs> and, and you'll you study
2: with <laughs> your kids
1: yeah and you'll involve the kids so yeah. that's what we did from then on, we, we studied in the Book of Mormon three, three times, times a, a day. Day, some day, sometime in the morning, sometime at night together. Yeah. And um,
2: Usually it was the first time when we got up in the morning on the last thing before we... Uh,
1: well, one of us went to bed.
2: Yeah, one of us went to bed. And, and with the kids when we brought them to bed. Yeah, so, we,
1: we uh, read these um, picture books for kids. Bo- the book of mormon for yeah. kids yeah um well and things went on pretty well
2: so, uh, we so took,
1: you you got ordained no we
2: we took the lessons with the missionaries
1: yeah we did but you also got ordained in october in october yeah. you got ordained I, I a, priest. a priest. and in the Aaronic priesthood
2: yeah and so
1: and, uh, and we took the, the lessons with the missionaries, which was a lot of fun, because yeah. that was actually when our habit began to feed the missionaries on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they, they came over every Wednesday, I think. Yeah. And, um, That's and we, we stuffed them with food, and then they tried to give the lessons and uh yeah they gave the the lesson sometimes sometimes it was a bit awkward because they they stated the questions you know the questions like what do you know about the plan of salvation and usually it's like wow well i've heard something like or is it true that mm -hmm." and i was like okay (laughs) let's go so there was (laughs) Uh, the life before. So you already
0: knew the answers to all the questions. <laughs> I just,
1: you know, I just uh, made made a portrait of the, of the plan of salvation within 10 minutes with, with everything. With the life before, <laughs> we come on earth and the afterlife and the three kingdoms and
2: everything. I, I still remember the look and the faces of when she ended her, well, sentence or monologue whatever. And Ellen McAllister said, righty, who says the prayer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, came the twentieth of November. hmm Um when I baptized her. Yeah. That November
1: was... November the twentieth, two
2: thousand eleven. So she got eleven
1: twenty, twenty eleven.
2: <laughs> and that was kind of in in a bit it felt also like i i got a new baptism and it was um yeah it was great it was just you know my whole family was there and the whole ward was there at the beginning it wasn't easy but from that moment on um they carried us they 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 stayed with us and so um at that baptism ceremony ceremony uh, ceremony um the the chapel was filled with more people than to the sacrament meeting because my whole family from over added up and some friends and i remember that we came out of the out of the water or she came out of the water and we hugged and for me it was just a short moment to to take her in my arms and um after that they told us we have standing we were standing there um for about one minute or longer and they were thinking about okay should someone go down there and
0: uh, <laughs> get them, out, get
2: them, out, them of the water. out of the water have a look everything <laughs> is fine so yeah the
1: that next was...
2: month came
1: no we're we're still in november because you oh you yeah the next november sunday November the 27th oh yes Oh, yes. No, on November the 27th, my husband... Okay,
2: we have to tell the 19th before, the day before your baptism.
1: Oh, do we have to?
2: Yeah, we have to. I'm sorry. He
1: loves that part of the story and I don't. (laughs) 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 On on the 19th, (laughs) sad thing, I found out that I wouldn't um, get the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, on the day of my baptism. So, I, I had no idea because he never told me. when I didn't he, know when he, either. When he left the church, um, it, it was still practice that, um, that the new members would also get ordained on the, on the very same day.
2: Like a children's baptism. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I had no idea and I only found out Saturday night, I think from the missionaries probably, that I would have to wait another week. And I was oh man, I was mad. I was
2: so embarrassed. Oh. And I was so frightened. I wanted to 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 talk to her. I wanted to calm her down. I was, it was the only time I ever felt shut up from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I was, I, I was not allowed to say anything to her.
1: I was just, <laughs> Pacing the apartment up and down the hallway, I, I call was,
0: them.
2: I will, I, will I will cancel
0: everything. <laughs> and
2: I thought, honey, stop talking. Oh, <laughs> really, do I? She has to go through that alone. Oh, oh. no! <laughs> <laughs> so I, think,
1: I think I i ate half of my pillow before I fell <laughs> <Yeah. started. laughs> <laughs> asleep. But well. I did, so, and I got the, up in the morning, and I got baptized, so everything was fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. The next big step was then February
1: 2012.
2: Yeah. Um. I became, I, I got my Melchizedek priesthood, and uh, became an elder. And um yeah, also we found out that we had to move, so I, I was on uh, searching for a job at that time and um in april no in march i guess we had that that state conference and uh yeah my future wife had uh, the inspiration that we should consider to move to another um town and take care of my mother and um Yeah, so we planned that, and in summer 2012, we moved. So she was... June
1: June 2012. June
2: 2012. So just to remember that, Annie was still not divorced. We were living together. She was freshly baptized. I got the Melchizedek priesthood, and uh, we moved to another ward without, for, for the, the, the bishop didn't know the whole story or didn't feel what our old bishop felt.
1: Oh, and we, we also had been to the temple for the first time in May.
2: Oh, yeah, right. And yeah. then we, 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 yeah, sure.
1: So, we made, um, made uh, yeah,
2: baptism the, for the, the bishop
1: over there, of course, he, he got calls from our old bishop in, in Pinneberg explaining the whole situation and stuff. But the bishop in Hanover had not been the one to make all these decisions. He just had to carry on with the whole thing now. And he wasn't amused. Yeah. He had, to, <clears throat> he had to cope with the family living together with two cute kids and uh, different family names. And uh yeah. She, she, the mother being a recent convert, the father, uh, an elder in the Melchizedek priesthood, and uh, well, how yeah. to deal with that? So um, the sad thing was we never got introduced to the ward, and um, we also did not receive callings over there because At they, the beginning. they just didn't know what to do with us they they didn't know us the way the old bishop knew us and um
2: so we just moved over there to take care of my my mom because she had cancer at that time and um so we did and i also found a job there and everything but um yeah the the beginning of the word there wasn't too easy um but uh, well, we made we made our way. So not not everything. It, it wasn't that they didn't like us. They just didn't know how to handle us. And for sure, the elderly people they liked us because we moved there to take care for my mother, who was also an elderly lady. And, um, and so and she
1: of course spread the the story among her friends.
2: Yeah. And so yeah, we 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 lived there, and I think then. The next step is december right
1: yeah so so some some months later sometime in in autumn two thousand twelve I finally received a letter um that invited me to my uh divorce on december third two thousand twelve and uh yeah, that was quite a surprise nothing had happened um, in in area, subject, whatever, for quite a while. And uh, yeah, but we were happy because that Absolutely. meant we could make it to our dream date. We could make it uh, to to be married on February 5th, on our anniversary date. So on
2: my side, oh, of wow. party, every, everyone was waiting for that message and so since we had a date for the divorce we also set up a date for the for the marriage and uh, so we married, so, so you got divorced on the 3rd of December and yeah. on the 4th of February 2013 we got married in the state office and uh, after that we drove to the temple in Frankfurt and on the 5th of the February 2013 we got sealed and the Frankfurt Temple. So we made it all the time to live together in chastity and, uh, yeah, keep our covenants. And uh,
1: And nobody, was, nobody wanted to make us wait another year. So, which in the back view is quite a miracle for the, itself. <laughs> the
2: ceiling room was quite crowded because half of the ward wanted also to be part of that. <laughs>
1: well part uh, the the old ward of Piedenberg,
2: yeah of the old yeah. ward of Pinneback, yeah, <laughs> yeah so, that was cool so yeah and that now is even seven and a half years ago yeah and we're still happy still have our or bigger problems or things we have to find solutions for but um, we do so with the help of the lord
1: yeah but we're reading in the book of mormon every day We're reading together as a family. That's something that really stayed with us. We embrace the gospel in our lives. We still love and feed the missionaries. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's our story.